Well, hello there, friend, and welcome to the My Adoption Coach podcast. My name is Amanda, and I am an adoption coach. I am here to help you avoid unnecessary expense and overwhelm in your adoption journey so you can match faster. I do this by supporting you at each step of your adoption journey with valuable training designed to help you save time and money and by helping you create and share your high quality adoption profile so you can bring home your baby faster. I look forward to supporting you in your adoption journey. So let's dive right in to today's episode. When I first started my adoption journey, I was terrified and overwhelmed. I just knew that no one would ever pick us to be parents because we were old and boring. And I was right. We are old and boring, but that's okay. And when I finally decided to overcome those fears and really lean into our story, that is when we actually went on to adopt two amazing children. Now, throughout this process, I learned seven valuable lessons that really helped us go on to form our family through adoption. And over the past eight years, I've used those seven lessons with my clients and helped them match their own adoptions. And as a matter of fact, I have helped over a thousand people form their family through adoption. And if you want to adopt a baby, you need to know these seven things too, so that you can adopt with less overwhelm and confusion, my friend. Now, the very first thing that you need to know is you need to process all past trauma and grief that you have in your body. Now, even if you didn't come to adoption through infertility, there's likely been some things in your past that have been really traumatic or losses that you have made. Now, if you didn't come to adoption through infertility, you still likely have some trauma and grief in your past that you can process before starting this journey that will make your journey overall less triggering and less traumatic for you. In my case, I came to adoption through infertility. And I had a really traumatic event in our infertility journey where I almost bled to death. I had an ectopic pregnancy that ruptured. I passed out face first into our hardwood floors at home and almost bled to death in my own living room. When I got to the hospital, the doctor told me I was within 30 minutes of dying. That if I had waited 30 minutes longer before coming to the ER or being brought there by ambulance, that I actually would have died. When we, and I just kind of bottled that up, right? I just kind of pushed it away and went on to the next thing. I healed, I processed, I cried in the hospital. I, I took an extra day in the hospital to recover before I came home. And I thought I had healed, that I had recovered, right? You know, just kind of, I always tell myself, ignore and override. Like I was just ignoring and overriding those moments that were so tough. We went on to pursue egg donors. We went on to pursue IVF. And not until we actually started going through a home study process did it even occur to me that I needed to seek professional help about this, that I needed to actually process that grief and make space for the journey that was coming ahead. Because adoption can be tough. And if you are not emotionally ready for that, it will be even harder, my friend. Now, the second thing I wish I had known before I adopted a baby was seeing the beauty of our family. 
You see, I was convinced we were too old, we were too boring, and that there was no way that an expectant parent was going to pick us to parent her child, right? We were in our 30s, for goodness sake. And I thought, you know, hey, kind of early to mid 30s, like we're past the point where a lot of people are going to think we're cool enough to be parents, right? There was a lot of insecurity wrapped up in that. And when I finally overcame that and said, you know what? I believe that there is someone out there for everybody. Let me lean into our story and really tell the story of our family. That is ultimately what began to push us forward and propel us in our adoption journey. And our stories actually what helped us get picked. We were picked not only with our agency multiple times very quickly, but actually also through my OBGYN. You see, he was very enrolled in sharing our desire to adopt with others because he had lived through the infertility journey with me. He quite literally saved my life. And so he was very invested in us becoming parents and he would share our desire to adopt with others. And he led us to multiple adoption opportunities by doing that. It was quite amazing. The next thing is I wish that I had sought professional help when I was confused. And let me tell you, in adoption, there were so many times that we were confused. I felt like every other day I had a new question. Now, I'm naturally inquisitive by nature, but all of the questions felt very overwhelming. And I would spend hours upon hours on Google. And I probably wasted close to a year researching on Google before I finally got up the nerve to sit down with an adoption attorney and ask him all of my questions. I walked into that office that day and he said, $500 an hour. I opened up my checkbook, signed the check, passed it across to him and said, we'll fill it in when I'm done. Because I was just so fed up and so confused and I needed help. I was so frustrated because everything I read on Google felt like it contradicted the last thing I saw or read or the last thing that somebody else told me. I spent way too much with that attorney that day, sitting there and asking him all of the questions. And of course, I showed up with my little notebook and I had them all written out. And one question turned into three and three questions turned into 30. And before I knew it, we had spent several hours with him. And friend, if you are feeling stuck, comment the word baby down below where you're watching this video. Or if you're listening to this podcast, then hit me up on Instagram or Facebook at the My Adoption Coach handle and just type the word baby. And I will personally work with you so that you can get unstuck. And I'm not charging you $500 an hour like that attorney did me to answer all the questions. Now the next thing that I've learned actually from my clients' journeys is that picking multiple paths of matching your adoption or sharing your adoption profile in multiple different ways actually is resulting in you matching faster. Now, what I didn't know when I went through my own journey is that I was kind of doing this, right? I was working with our adoption agency, and then I was sharing our profile with our OBGYN, with my hairdresser, with my dentist, like those people that I go to on a regular basis and see quite frequently, and that had seen me over the course of the few years that had led us to adoption. And by sharing my profile in a few different ways, it did result in a few different opportunities for me. But with my clients, those that are sharing their profile regularly through an agency, a consultant, through self-matching, and are sharing it on the daily with different people, then they are matching within a year. As a matter of fact, 95% of my clients are matching their adoption in less than one year and for less than $40,000. Now, number five is learning how to advocate for myself. 
Now, you see, when I went through my own adoption journey, we've already talked about the fact that I was feeling unsure of myself, right? I was really kind of lacking the confidence that the infertility journey had just really kind of beaten me down a bit. And it had taken me back to a place of submissiveness. And when I would show up to talk to our adoption agency, I would let them guide the conversation. I was afraid to ask questions because I didn't want to be a pain in their neck. Because if I was hard to work with, I was hard to match, right? And that resulted in me not really advocating for myself and me not asking the tough questions that I should have asked. So you advocating for yourself in a polite way is totally okay. The people pleaser in me really came out in that journey. And that was hard because I would show up to the agency calls and I thought if I just show up and do exactly what they tell me and I'm all prim and proper, then they're going to pick me, right? And that was the biggest load of baloney that you could ever imagine, my friend. It really came down to my profile. That's what mattered the most. Now, being easy to work with may have made them return my phone calls more often, may have made some ties maybe go in my favor, who knows? But being easy to work with does not mean not advocating for yourself. It is still really important that you show up ask the questions, and do what you can to advocate for yourself along the journey. Now, when you're advocating for yourself, it doesn't mean you have to drain your bank account, which is one of the things that I really wish most hopeful adoptive families knew. You see, I get a lot of DMs and emails that talk to me about the fact that they want to adopt, but they don't have $70,000. And if they spend that much on trying to adopt the child, then they can't pay for the child's college or they can't quite honestly afford to raise the child. And so that's something that I wish hopeful adoptive families knew is that you don't have to drain your bank account. I have had some clients that have adopted and it's costed them $5,000. I have had some clients who have adopted and it's cost $80,000. It really just kind of depends upon your criteria, your willingness to wait, your willingness to put in the extra effort, and how open you are to medical complexities can also play a factor as well. Now, it's really important that you sit down and make a financial plan for your adoption. And if you're struggling with this, my friend, again, drop the word baby in the comments and I will reach out to you one-on-one -on -one and we will work through that together. And again, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then just hit me up on, over on Instagram and I'll help you. All right, this next one is really big. You have got to put yourself in the driver's seat of your adoption, but you also have to have patience. Now, I know that may seem like, how do you do both? How do you put your pedal to the metal and really drive hard towards your goal of adopting a baby, but yet also have patience in the journey? It is a delicate balance, my friend. When I talk about putting yourself in the driver's seat of your adoption, it is really about doing everything you can to share your adoption profile, to advocate for yourself, and make sure you're setting yourself up for success. It is about those small, consistent actions that you take every single day that's ultimately going to lead you to matching your adoption faster. Having patience means not worrying about whether or not the phone's going to ring every single day. You're going to have to go on and live your life. And it's hard. I remember waking up in quite literally cold sweats at one in the morning, wondering if it was ever going to happen. Is today the day? If I get the phone call today, what will I do? 
Will I run around my house and be frantic, packing all of the things, getting ready to go? Or am I gonna be calm as a cucumber and ready to move into this next stage of my life and be the mom that I've always dreamed of being? And if you are struggling in your own adoption journey, my friend, and having those 1 a.m. moments where you are just feeling overwhelmed, I really suggest that you scroll just a few episodes back and look for my conversation with Sarah and Mark. Sarah and Mark have been trying to adopt for a few years. And then after working together on their adoption profile, they went on to match in just a few short months. Remember my friend, anything's possible with the right plan and support. And I'm only a message away.